Hello, everybody, and welcome to yet another episode on the Think It Through podcast. Podcast that states there is no truth until you decide what truth is, and we're here to help you think it through. And on today's episode, I really want to say thank you for following this podcast series. Um, I've been relatively busy as of late. I am growing my support behind two different candidates, one for mayor and one for Congress. So I've had to step away and do some things in the community. Um, But I'm back and I've been keeping my ear to the street and out here on these East streets so I could come back and let you guys know what's going on. Um, This is going to be like a hodgepodge for me. Um, Because there's so many different things that have been happening since I've last talked to you. So, first off, I want to give an update on the Arizona Maricopa County um, 2020 election update. As you know, they've been working really hard for the last couple of weeks to go back and audit that uh, the election that happened on November 3rd. And what we're seeing now is as they come to a close, they have been yet again stopped by the DOJ. Um, They're saying that they deleted files. So now we have to go back and forensically go and get those files. Um, Just more of the same. We make a little progress and then here comes the Democrats trying to stop the progress that has been made. And I've had several discussions with several people who are elected officials and their notion is the same that if you're asked and subpoenaed to do something, you have an obligation lawfully to adhere to that subpoena if you are being requested to turn in documents it's your obligation as a citizen to do so if in fact you do not there are injunctions placed upon you to make you uh, corroborate and comply with what's being asked and Arizona I know I know and I've said this before on this podcast I know it's a slow walk to success but I implore everyone to have patience because this coup and I implore you guys to read the book the key the hammer is the key to the coup it's on Amazon and you can you can get it quite easily but this coup that has been uh, orchestrated and carried out it did not happen overnight so we cannot expect for the outcome to be an overnight success there's a long way to get through to uncover and unravel the election crisis. And some people have moved on, and that's fine. But we need people 
who has the foresight and endurance to see this process through to the end. There has to be somebody in the country that believes in what our country is founded upon. You must have honest elections that are based in integrity. You cannot have a run-of-the-mill election where nobody gets checked, nobody is held accountable, because what does that say for the rest of us who do participate in voting? What does that say? Now you see states going back and adding on to their election laws so that what happened on November 3rd does not happen again. Instead of making sure that these measures were checked beforehand, they let a lot of stuff slide. And that's across the country that they let these things slide. So what we have to do is we have to remain vigilant. We have to. I know it's tough and a lot of people want to move on. But I promise you, if you can't get one state right, then there is no need for us to move forward and have any other election where the public is invited to come and participate. I broke down to you your state slate and how you have members, usually delegates of your state, that once a state is called for a particular candidate, these people go in on the date that they have their their vote. And these people are the ones who get those 18, 33, 5, and you know, however many votes your state is supposed to get these people according to the u.s census count these people cast their vote for the president of the united states the general election is just a popularity contest i definitely believe and it is my commitment that in the future i want to start civic participation think tanks So that we go back to understanding how government and municipalities work. So that people have a thorough understanding as to where their position is in this thing called um, government. Where do the people stand on this? Because it's like we're, we're participating in voting, but a lot of people don't know the ins and outs of what a primary is. Some of us don't know what delegates are. Some people don't know the the importance of your delegates. Um, What are the community uh, PACs and whatnot? When you hear CPAC and all of those things and APAC. uh, When you hear about these political action committees, we need to do a, a thorough analysis so that people understand what it is that you're invested in with your vote. People shouldn't have a transparency as it pertains to voting and voting laws. It shouldn't take a great miscarriage of justice in terms of an election, a presidential election at that, for people to realize that there is a problem and that the ball was dropped in many states. And it wasn't just the presidential uh, race, it was congressional candidates as well that had their votes more than likely 
tampered with. So I'm saying this to you and I'm encouraging you all to have the faith. Have have a little bit of patience and discernment because one way or another, and I've said this to you guys a couple of months ago, however this case shakes out in Arizona, we will be better citizens for having allowed due process to occur. But you cannot have due process if at every turn we got to throw, the Democrats have to throw in a monkey wrench. If this was, if the shoe was on the other foot, and I promise you it has been, because the GOP is no better than the progressive Democrats. But when you see bullshit, you call it out and you correct it. So if the shoe was on the other foot and this happened in Connecticut or something like that, and we know that the GOP, you know, they don't do too good up in the Northeast. But if the GOP tried to usurp or undermine a a primarily Democratic state, and we know that just upon looking at history, if they pulled this same stunt, I would be on here saying the same thing to you, that the GOP would be wrong and that we need to allow the Democrats their due process. Be it as it may, that is not the case. So when you see little things happening, you got to ask yourself, if if Arizona, Arizona's left is so hell-bent on not allowing a successful, unhinged, uninterrupted flow of this audit process, what else is it that they may be hiding? Because at this point, it's poppycock to have to constantly read the read the news and people on the ground say, well, damn, every two steps, we got to take a step back because here they come. They want to use a new lawyer. Then they want to come out here and use a different judge. Now we got to adhere to uh, some things that they want to negotiate. We already in the process. Why we have to keep on stopping? But I say all that to say is that we have to be vigilant. We have to allow due process to occur. And it's a slow walk to justice. Now, speaking on the election and election news, if nobody paid attention, um, Marsha Fudge came under fire last week because she came home to Northeast Ohio, specifically Warrensville Heights, which is where she's from. She used to be a mayor before having served in Congress and now being a part of the Biden's uh, administration as the Secretary of HUD. That's not the issue. She she is welcomed here. She is welcomed back home. I definitely feel that um, if you've committed your life to public service on a national stage, you ought to have the right to come home and be amongst your constituents who you've been serving. Having said that, she came under fire because she had a dinner last Tuesday, one week ago, at a little-known restaurant called Frederick's. Frederick's is... Um, a local restaurant that is for the bourgeoisie and politicals and business movers and shakers to go and have a bite to eat. It's an upscale restaurant. I think that they play live music. 
Nonetheless, this was Marsha's first time back home since being appointed. And she did have to go through a lengthy process to get her position and whatnot. But nonetheless, the sister got it. So she comes home and she's having dinner. And she's having dinner with a former convicted deputy auditor. She's having dinner with the owner of the restaurant. She's having dinner with a mayoral candidate in Mr. Bashir Jones, who's the city's first Muslim um, African-American city council person. And she's also, get this, having dinner with one Chantel Brown. You may not know of her on the national stage, but here in local politics, she's a very known, dynamic young woman. And she served as the DNC's county chair making her the first in her position for being an African-American and a woman. Now, she this, this would be her first term. She was appointed or elected to the position in 2017. Um, as a county councilwoman, she has a lot of access and a lot of um, preferential treatment in terms of the DNC and politics locally. Now, she came under fire at the top of the year because when she announced her candidacy for Congress for Ohio's 11th district, which encompasses Cleveland and the greater Cleveland community, she did not immediately step down from her position. Usually when you vacate a position you or you announce that you're moving on or moving, moving to a different uh, stature, you render your seat vacant, no matter where you at. If you own city council and you're jumping up to run to mayor or anything like that, you are vacating your post. But she did not do that. So a lot of people got upset with her because she didn't announce a replacement or anything like that at that time. But here's the kicker. The other person that was a part of this dinner was a board of elections official. Now, I just got done laying it down and telling you the necessity of a honest and transparent election. Now, why on your first dinner bath you would have such a table of unique and important key figures in local politics and no one raises an eyebrow now if this was a republican doing the same thing oh the country will be up in arms oh local politics would be on fire but because of miss fudge stature And her tenure in public service, she gets a slap on the wrist and she's with the party that is in control now, which is the DNC. Why would we stand for such a a agenda? The thing that 
gets me or grinds my gear about this is because early voting for this special election begins on July 7th. And then we have the primary on August 3rd and a conclusion and a winner come November. Why would this young sister go out and put herself in such a position where you leave a bad taste in people's mouths? We haven't even got down to to the voting yet. You know what I'm saying? I could look at this different. I'm going to be honest with you. I could look at this different because Chantel is rumored to be um, Marsha Fudge's protege. And I think that's a very beautiful thing. Um, I'm all about sisterhood and passing the baton forward. There's nothing wrong with that. But as you guys know, politics is a very tricky thing. And optics is everything. You can mean well, but the way it looks, it gives cause for concern in certain instances. And this is one of those concerns. Why would you go... And post yourself having dinner because all of this happened because somebody couldn't hold water. Because the person who posted it, I think it was the convicted felon, saying that um, we're the good fellas. Why would you do that? And you bring into question Marsha Fudge's relationship with all y'all. All of y'all work in a manner that interests the public. Why would you do that? Why would you post it to social media? See, everything don't need to be posted to social media. Now you're getting everybody under fire. You're getting people up in arms because I definitely was. As an independent voter, that doesn't sit well with me given the people that I mentioned were sitting at this dinner. Now, Marsha played it off and said that she was coming back and she was just sharing her experiences um, having been in D.C., and been a part of this cabinet. And this is her first time coming home. But instead of you going to see blood relatives. And things like that. You go and sit around people that are running in a race. And you're sitting around people who work for the board of elections. If nothing else. This would have looked different. If it was just one-on-one, if she was sitting with, if Marsha was sitting with Chantel by herself and having a dinner, that's different because in this case, this is her mentor. This is Chantel's mentor. So, um, of course you're going, you're going to break bread, but to break bread with these certain key figures that don't look well. And that doesn't sit well with the majority of voters Two, This is Chantel's first bat. First swing at bat for running for Congress. Now you've put yourself in a position where you have a target on your back. I do not know her rise to this point, but I do know that she was a county council person. Was she a city council person for uh, Warrensville Heights or worked in a public capacity? I do not know. And I do not hold that against her. But these are rookie mistakes that you just don't make. And Marsha, being the elder stateswoman, she should know that. 
that you don't do this. You don't, you don't, you don't break bread like that. And then you got somebody sitting there taking pictures of y'all. And then, then the goofy wants to put, put it on social media. Like, come on. This is why they have non-disclosures. And this is why when certain people get around each other and they're high profile, it's a no cell phone policy because you making everybody look bad. Now we're coming under fire. So I say all that to say, if you see, because the Democrats have at least like seven or eight people running for Congress, it's Nina Turner, Chantel Brown, and then everybody else. And these are a mixture of people that have been in uh, Ohio uh, politics as an elected uh, officials, and then it's some young people as well, um, and it's their first time. But that's the way it looks nationally. It's Nina Turner, Chantel Brown, and maybe Jeff Johnson, and everybody else. And that's not to discredit the rest of the people that are that are running in this campaign. But for that to occur the way it did. It just rubbed me the wrong way. So if you see Chantel in a primary facing off with Nina Turner, then you know how she got there. Because word around the campfire is that Nina has, yes, truthfully speaking, Nina has been out fundraising everybody in the field. And that's to be expected because of her her national popularity. And because people have the right to donate, um, no matter where they're at, um, people have been chipping in. But for her to, Miss, Miss Chantel, to, to jump out the bag so quickly and expose your hand, it's like, girl, you you really did yourself a disservice. And I don't know who is your campaign manager or your political consultant. Because, baby, if you was working with me, I would have told you, don't take that dinner. Not like that. And I would have had words to the person who posted the picture. There's just no way. And to, to, to Miss Marsha Fudge, I would tell her, too, like, oh, gee, you knew that when you come home, this ain't how you come home because they're looking at it as if you're tampering with these people's campaigns. Don't, don't put yourself out there too, because you have, you have a lot at stake and a lot of people respect you. So don't, don't do that. Like when you come and you, and, and I'm not saying that, let's be real. I'm not saying that these people don't know each other and there's, they're not friends because they, they probably are because of their tenure in public service. So I would never take that away from anyone. But OG, you don't come home and allow someone to photograph you like that because now you got people's antennas buzzing. What are y'all concocting over there? That's the way it feels. Like, what are y'all planning on? And then you got, and then then you had the lady from the Board of Elections. Uh, y'all can read this article on CNN. But you know, that's not, that's not how you do it. So the fact that you had out of anybody there, 
the fact that you had a board of elections officials who was over the voting process, that don't that don't sit well with voters. It really does not. And given how the optics of your last um, congressional um, election happened back in November against uh, your uh, contemporary Miss Miss Laverne Jones, and given the numbers that they saw and the scrutiny around such election, you really that that right there that bothers people because of the scrutiny that this this election that seemingly won't go away the scrutiny around that so for you to do that it it just rubs people the wrong way and at least it rubbed me uh the wrong way because had you been running again i would have still voted against you just on what you just did last week if you were not a member of the cabinet and this was a new election cycle and you were running i would definitely vote against you just on that alone because that's tampering and that's a cause for conspiracy as to what you're doing with these people that's why they cited the hatch act but i want to share that with you also now let's get into this pandemic this scam pandemic now all of a sudden if anybody didn't know <laughs> You can get a million dollars if you're 18 years or older and you want to get the kill shot in the state of Ohio. You can be entered into a lottery. Now, it wouldn't surprise me because they're going to do this for five weeks in June. Um, and they're going to pull a different winner. And it's going to be a million dollars a week for you to take the shot. And I promise you, they're going to have black people up there because they pander into the black and brown uh, community. Mark my words. Then if you under 18, you can get a scholarship. Well, don't they already give out scholarships? There's a such thing as financial aid. How do I know? Because I participate in financial aid. So, like, he's not, like, Governor DeWine, like, he he's on his last leg politically holding that office because he he just constantly finds himself in conflict he he's been investigated for um his his handling of his campaign finances and the people that he he has um partnered himself with and these these uh political packs and things like things of that nature um and then his kickback or alleged kickback from First Energy. How he gave First Energy um, all of these subsidies to the tune of like half a half a billion to a billion dollars in subsidies and write-offs and how the state, there was a $60 million racketeering charge on the people that participated in it. So he's on his last leg and the way that he's handled this whole entire lockdown and these mass mandates a lot of people are wanting him to be voted out and i think we'll get our chance very soon to vote him out um he this this whole gaffe of a million dollar raffle for you to take a experimental um kill shot this was it this pissed a lot of people off 
And then he had the nerve to say, well, we'll lift the mask mandates and whatnot come June 2nd. And if you're, if you're, if you've gotten, if you're fully protected, um, with your kill shots, then you don't have, you can, you it's mask off. We like future say mask on, mask off, mask off. Well, it's going to be a mask off situation from here on out. If you got those, those shots, but then he turned around and tailored it to only people who have gotten their shots and he's passing the buck on the regulations and mandates onto private business owners. To me, that's a violation of your HIPAA law. I feel as though whether or not I take a shot or a substance is none of your business. It's, it's none of your business. I, you wouldn't ask me, do I have HIV or AIDS? You wouldn't ask me if I, I'm a woman, so you wouldn't ask me if I took the HPV shot. It's none of your business. There is a patient to provider confidentiality, and I adhere to that. What you got going on with your body is none of my concern. You're not going to do anything to me physically because I know my body, I know my immune system. I haven't been, thank God, I haven't got anything that's floating around. I'm not someone who gets sick like that anyway. But what you do with your body and what you put into your body is none of my concern. As long as it's not an illegal substance, because I'm recording this on the 11th anniversary of my father's passing. Um, I know what substance abuse looks like. So that's why I'm saying like it, whatever you do, it's on you as long as it's not an illegal substance. I've seen people pass away from opioid addiction. I've watched my father pass away from substance abuse. So, like, and as far as what you do with yourself, that's on you. But going back to my initial train of thought, Governor DeWine, while he may have done some good this last past year and some change, I can't vote for you. If you decide to run again, you will not be getting my vote because you are too indecisive. And when it came down to key issues as to how you were supposed to conduct yourself as a governor, you chose the side of let me just pass the buck and let me go out here and play this little game. I mean, look at what the CDC just did. The CDC is now just lifted everything. Now, for the last 13, 14 months, we've been living in fear and we have eroded away our rights and the assumption that we are protecting one another. Because a lot of people out here, they are fearful of whatever's floating around, what is alleged to be floating around. And a lot of people did their part in listening to these elected officials to socially distance, to now go and take this experimental vaccine we've done our part and for the cdc to have a great miscarriage of recommendation and justice uh health justice uh, making making mandates that were blanket to everybody and now to turn around and just lift it with no type of explanation or cause 
That lets you know that this whole thing was fraudulent to begin with. I'm not going to sit over here and nitpick with you about whether you think that this alleged coronavirus is something that is real or substantiated. But what I will say is the politics around it to keep us isolated from one another as they put up the 5G towers, as they promote this C-19 uh, fear-based propaganda as they erode our way, our, our rights away with this economic forum, which just canceled itself. We're going to get into that on the next episode. All of these things that they did to lock us down, to hinder us, we're repeating history yet again. And for people to partake in this and try to do their honest to goodness part in this, and for us to be manipulated that's wrong. And my governor, in my opinion, he played a part in that. Manipulating people against one another and manipulating us with inconclusive data to support a narrative that even in its inception was built on false narratives and ideals for a profit. That's what all of this is about. Whether you believe me or not, whether you tell a friend to tell a friend about our podcast, just know, friends, that everything around is going back to Dr. Fauci, I mean Fauci himself, they did all of this for a profit to redistribute wealth. Notice the people who have gotten richer, these Fortune 500 companies. Just look at the industries that were impacted look at that and look at the industries that made a boatload of a profit based upon our fear it's primarily the pharmaceutical industry you have moderna that has never that is backed by bill gates and his wife's or his now soon to be ex-wife's foundation look at this man now he's coming under bill gates is coming under fire because he cheated on his wife and now the wife is ready to tell all. But look at him and Moderna. Moderna has never made a vaccine before. And we got loved ones who stood in line to try and honestly do their part. There was not, they didn't test this on animals. They didn't test this on prisoners. The military, they said you, no, they're not obligated to take it. But they give it to the 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 general population with no type of testing that's bullshit family that's bullshit look at Pfizer Pfizer had been coming under fire for a lot of a multitude of things look and see how much money Pfizer has paid out in complaints due to their products and ongoing then look at Johnson and Johnson Johnson and Johnson is still paying out from the baby powder debacle because the baby powder was found to cause cancer. Look at what they're going through now. They've had they had to shut down for over a month because of blood clotting. Because people were taking the one shot and having blood clots, and some of those people died. But yet and still, these pharmaceutical companies have made money because the United States has purchased their product and now all of a sudden because a certain number of people have been inoculated 
now we supposed to go back to normal and people are having a boatload and a myriad of side effects people are now more so getting sick not because of what's floating around but from the people that have been vaccinated That's a problem. And these elected officials have manipulated people into fear. Instead of doing the primary research and looking at the primary literature. So that means primary means firsthand. So reading the medical journals for yourself and seeing that what is being said on the uh, corporate media is a lot different than what these medical journals are stating. And these are, these journals, some of these medical journals are from doctors who are pro vaccine. They're saying there's a boatload of doctors who do recommend vaccines any other day, but all of a sudden for this one particular vaccine against this C-19 that has been concocted by yours truly, Dr. Frauchi, even they're saying they wouldn't, they wouldn't recommend this vaccine to their patients. And you got a lot of people, cause y'all know I'm an African-American woman. You got people in the black and brown community that is pushing this and pandering this to one another. You can get a donut. You can get uh, a million dollars. You can get a free sandwich. You can you can literally uh, probably get your rent paid. Now, if you work at places like a Walmart or a Target or some of these fast food restaurants, if you come in and show that you've been inoculated, you getting free stuff. And all of the things that they've they've said as an incentive. Look at where those incentives are targeted at. Where are most of these businesses located at? What part of the city or inner city is these these businesses located at? And that would be your answer as to who they're ethnically targeting with these experimental vaccines. It's a lot going on out here, family, that we have to be very vigilant and we have to push back against. And what I will say is that it's time to stand with community organizations that are standing in the gap to push back against the rendering and taking away of your health freedoms. One organization that I would like to shout out is Ohio's um, Stand for Truth, which is a collaboration with the uh, Ohio uh, Medicare for Freedom organization i probably butchered their name but this particular organization they are fighting the good fight to let people know their medical rights and they're calling on the constituents of ohio to say yes to house bill ohio's house bill number 248 which would be a vaccine um and health freedoms right uh bill so that we are not discriminated against in case we refuse to be inoculated with this experimental vaccine. Now, I don't know the date that they have a vote on that, but the but the paperwork is there. And if you have any friends that live in Ohio, 
or you know anyone who lives in Ohio, implore them to share the information on House Bill 248 so that we can bring an awareness around um, anti-discrimination as it pertains to our health rights and freedoms. Because I don't care if you are pro-vaccine or if you're not, but we should all have a right as a Fourth Amendment right to feel safe and secure in and on our person. And if we refuse to be injected with experimental poisons, we shouldn't be discriminated against. If you're someone who's pro-vaccine and you choose to take a vaccine, whether it's the C-19 vaccine or any other one, that's your prerogative and no one should ostracize you for opting to do so. But if you're someone like me who I don't believe in vaccines for one reason or another, I shouldn't be ostracized neither into being bullied into taking something that I feel is against my will. So I want to pop my head in here. I wanted to talk to you guys and let you know what's going on. Please, 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 please tell a friend to tell a friend to tune in so that we can think it through one another. And if you need to reach me, please, 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 please check me out at thinkitthroughpodcast.com. I got a lot of good stuff coming forward to you. Uh, So be on the lookout for that. Until next time, y'all be easy out there. And let's think it through.